It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network, episode 389. I'm Sam Ekstrom, joined by Sage Rosenfels. Slight time crunch this morning. We're going to dive right in to free agency moves that were made yesterday. And there were a lot of them. Now, again, none of them official, but a lot of agreements have been come to, and a number of them within the division. So let's talk about, first, the Bears. They bring in weapons from Mitchell Trubisky, Sage. They bring in Allen Robinson from the Jaguars and the speedster Taylor Gabriel from the Falcons. That's going to be a big lift for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he needed some help there, you know, at wide receiver. They they drafted a wide receiver in the first round just a year or two ago, and, and the guy hasn't played very much uh, white. And, uh, and so, yeah, they needed some help there. Robinson coming off an ACL surgery, and, uh, and he did basically did not play last year. Uh, so, uh, you know, and he gets a big contract. The Bears are definitely trying to surround their young quarterback uh, with some weapons. Sort of reminds me of a, a young Matt Ryan. They went out and they got Julio Jones, and they started getting all these weapons around Matt Ryan. So uh, hopefully that'll help uh, Trubisky be more effective this year. And in other wide receiver news, Jordy Nelson released from the Green Bay Packers. I think we knew he was declining. Devontae Adams sort of took the lead in terms of best receiver on that team. Nonetheless, it still ends an era of an era of terror if you're a Vikings fan where Rodgers and Nelson connected for so many big first down conversions, so many touchdowns against Minnesota over the years. I think Vikings fans will be pleased to see Nelson go. They do bring in, however, Jimmy Graham at tight end. And, you know, what have we always said that Rodgers needs some athleticism at that position? I think that'll be a, a definite plus for him. Yeah, that, this is uh, interesting. Two moves here, uh, you know, with Jordy Nelson. He only had about 50, I think, 53 catches last year. He had a big cap number this year. Uh, the thing that made him and Rodgers so effective was that they were like their possession receiver connection on third and four. They were like guaranteed to get a first down. But also Jordy uh, had the speed, when he, especially when he was younger, to get deep down the field on double moves on posts. And Rodgers always had the arm strength to get him there. So he was the possession guy, and he was a big play guy. And we'll see where he ends up. We'll see how much he has left in the tank. I thought he was getting better and better as last season you know, went on, as he was coming back uh, you know, from that injury. Uh, and, and, yeah, the Packers have been looking for a, a, a tight end for a while, really since Jermichael Finley, uh, who I, I think was a neck injury, sort of ended his career. Uh, but Jermichael was going to be an absolute stud for Aaron Rodgers, and they haven't had uh, a game changer, you know, really since him. So they sort of exchange uh, a marquee player on the outside uh, for now a tight end. So that's going to be, uh, you know, Harrison Smith and, 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 the, and the Vikings uh, linebackers and safety is going to have their hands full covering, uh, covering that tight end for, for the next couple of years. A lot of quarterback movement yesterday. Obviously, we talked about the Vikings and Cousins yesterday, and we'll talk plenty more about that as the week goes on. We also discussed Case Keenum to Denver. The other uh, moves confirmed, Teddy Bridgewater to the Jets, and he'll be uh, competing, I imagine, with Josh McCown, who returned. And Sam Bradford goes to the Arizona Cardinals on a pretty significant one-year deal. 
20 million for Bradford to be essentially their bridge quarterback to a supposed draft pick, I would think. Mike Glennon also heading to Arizona to be Bradford's backup or to compete with him for a starting job. It's probably a good fit for Sam. It's a, it's a warm climate, indoor facility, massive paycheck for one year. Sam Bradford, the moment he got signed to the Arizona Cardinals, I'm assuming that the Arizona Cardinals were immediately looking for his replacement. And this is not saying Sam Bradford's a terrible quarterback, but he has issues. He has knee issues, degenerative knee problems. He gets injured a lot. And uh, so they have to have a quality backup slash young guy, somebody uh, you know for the future because Sam Bradford's not the future. It's amazing. He got $20 million, basically played – one really good football game last year, and that was it. And, uh, you know, that, that shows the need for quarterbacks. I mean, it was, it was, there was about five or six quarterbacks in the market, and, and the Vikings had three of them. It was, it was incredible. Teddy Bridgewater, I absolutely love what the Jets did, though. I mean, Josh McCown played really well last year, surprisingly played really well. So they signed him back to a one-year deal, about $10 bucks, And then bring in Teddy. I haven't seen his numbers yet, but I like where Teddy's going with this. He can work with Josh. Maybe he beats him out, uh, sits behind him, whatever. But he could be the quarterback of the future of the New York Jets. They're looking for a quarterback. People are assuming they're going to draft somebody. Maybe the, the guy they draft is basically Teddy Bridgewater, uh, who, if healthy, I think could be the future starting quarterback of the New York Jets. And let's not forget, by the way, uh, a guy, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he just uh, sounds like he's going to sign with the San Francisco 49ers, which it's a bummer for Vikings fans. He was a good player. Got a really big contract. Four years, about $7 million per year, which for running backs is huge uh, at, at this point. And uh, I think Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is looking. He likes that multidimensional player, multidimensional running back who can both run the ball in the backfield and catch it on wide receiver screens and, and those types of things. And, and I, I really do believe that it's a really, really good fit for McKinnon. Uh, and I see why the Vikings weren't in the running $7 bucks. Uh, for a guy who really wasn't every down back uh, is a big chunk of change uh, for Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, it seems like Shanahan's the type of coach that'll be able to utilize him well with a very modern offensive look. But think of how the presence of Garoppolo is going to help open things up for McKinnon in the passing game. If, if Garoppolo can work the ball downfield, McKinnon as a check down is going to be potent. He might have 500 passing yards next year. And then uh, on, on the Jets, you know, they were rebuilding last year. They, they let a bunch of guys go, and they still won a few games, even with that depleted roster. They bring in Tremaine Johnson, uh, Isaiah Crowell, Avery Williamson. They're already very active in free agency. Do you think that Teddy can win some games with the Jets next year if he's the starter? Yeah, I don't know what the record was. I believe it was almost 500 or around 500 last year. So McCown played fairly well, and that was sort of a surprise. He's 39 years old. Uh, they end up sort of loving him in New York, and I think it's sort of a perfect situation. I mean, you can have the veteran with a rookie, but in a sense, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is sort of a mix. He's sort of a young guy uh, it's still in his career. I mean, quarterbacks, they can play until they're 40 now, so uh, you really got to look at Teddy Bridgewater as a young guy who could be the guy for the future uh, for the New York Jets. I like what they did there. One thing we haven't talked about, and this I'm not sure how active the Vikings will be, because they have all these guys that are currently on their roster. They need to sign to extensions. But offensive line, the offensive line position has been fairly quiet during free agency. And there's going to be a lot of guys get signed. I'm sure a lot of guys get a lot of money. Uh, but that's, you know, they've been sort of behind the scenes. Uh, and, uh, and that's somewhere I, I, I really do wish the Vikings would add one more piece 
to their offensive line. Obviously trying to sign back Joe Berger, but if they got one more piece, that would be nice. Why don't you rank the three ex-Vikings quarterbacks in Bradford, Bridgewater, Keenum, and who wins more games next year? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Case wins the most games. I think the Broncos were a pretty good football team, uh, and you know they still have a very good defense. They lost to Lee, but their defense, i got to imagine, will still be a top-10 defense. So uh, I, I think Case amongst the three of those guys is the best. Um, uh, you know, I think Bradford is – you, you, it, he's just brittle to me. And you know, does he get through this season uh, healthy? You know, you need your quarterback to be available for as many games as possible. And he just has not been available for that many football games over the course of his career. Uh, and I really, I said, I really do like, you know, Teddy. So I'd probably go Case, Teddy, uh, and then Bradford as far as if I was uh, a GM looking for a quarterback, I would go in that order. All right, offensive line. How about Josh Sitton, the the former Packer and last year former Bear? He's a free agent, 31 years old, guard, a uh, little younger than Joe Berger, and Berger said he's going to be on the market again. He's he's not quite ready to hang it up, but I wonder if the Vikings would like to get a little younger at that position. Even though Berger was good last year, Josh Sitton, the guy that blocked for Rodgers for many years, that I think is something Vikings fans would be very excited about. Well, it's always nice to steal players uh, from within your division from the other teams, and, and Sitton has played for two other teams in the division. So uh, obviously he would have some pretty good inside knowledge of what uh, both the Bears and the Packers do in their offenses, and, and he would be a nice, as you said, a nice sort of younger uh, player to, to get into the mix. But, uh, you know, Berger played well last year. We, you know, we sell, she, see what he gets. He has never really made big money, uh, even though he's been in the league for – I don't know, 12, 14, 15 years, something like that. But he's never really made, you know, $7 million a year. So uh, he's one of those guys that will generally play for, for not a big number. And, and, you know, the Vikings could add both of those guys, even Berger, for a, for a smaller contract. That would be great. All right. So the, the last one for the day, we got to figure out who the Vikings' backup is going to be. They've only got Kyle Sloter on the roster. So backup quarterback candidates at the moment. Uh, might include you could have a Matt Castle reunion, you could have Mark Sanchez, you could have Matt Moore. A lot of thirty somethings at quarterback are available. Drew Stanton, any of those pop out to you? Yeah, Matt Moore. Matt Moore, without a doubt. Uh, I've always liked his game, and and uh, he's always been one of those guys that's sort of on the cusp of being a starter. And and he's a guy that when he's when he's been thrown in there, uh, sometimes he doesn't play very well, and sometimes he plays great, like an All Pro player. So he's sort of He's, he, he plays like a younger guy. Uh, he, you know, he runs around a little bit. He's got a really good arm, and uh, he's thrown a lot of touchdown passes in his career, and I've always just liked Matt Moore. So I, I look at him. You know, A.J. McCarron is still out there. Uh, sounds like the Patriots might bring him in. What's his contract going to be? I saw Chase Daniels going to sign a huge deal, I believe, with the Chicago Bears, uh, $5 million a year to be a backup. And he he's, has one start, uh, Chase Daniel, and he'll have made – about $25 million so far in his career. He's already 31. Man, time flies. That's crazy. All right. I know you've got a big radio interview to do. We'll let you go do that. Thanks so much, Sage. All right. Thanks for having me on again. As always, a pleasure to have Mr. Rosenfels on the show at Sage Rosenfels 18, former Redskins, Dolphins, Texans, Vikings, Giants quarterback. I think I got the bingo there, all five of them. So in closing today, some additional thoughts on Kirk Cousins. Now that I've had a few moments to dwell, a day to process, 
you're allowed to call me a fraud if you want because I was not positive on the Kirk Cousins move. I was an opponent of the move from the beginning. I discouraged the notion that the Vikings should spend an extra $50 million, and I guess the way it turned out was probably more like $60 million, to bring in Cousins over Keenum. It didn't seem like a good deal to me. It didn't seem like value. You preserve that money. You go get a more capable backup. You have more wiggle room and free agency. You've got all that cap room. Um, and it's easier to keep your own guys. And I know Mike Zimmer is very cognizant of that. He talked about it at the Combine. So the fact that Zimmer is so belligerently opposed to losing his defensive players, and yet they still sign Cousins, it makes me think that they have it figured out. And they do have the cap flexibility, however tight it's going to be. The Vikings have saved up cap space for a moment like this. And when you draft well, this is the situation that you get in. You are able to pay premiums because so many of your impact players are currently employed on the cheap. Now, they won't be cheap for long. We talked yesterday about what the cost is going to be to retain these guys. Diggs, $15 million a year. Barr, $15, 16000000 a year. Hunter, probably 12 13 maybe even more than that. Kendricks and Waynes. At the moment, probably a little closer to $10 million a year. But, you know, but if they let the year play out for those two guys, then their value will certainly change. The market on them will change. But, again, we talked about this on a previous show. You've only got to figure it out for two years because you've got all of those players on your team this next year for sure. So you've got two years where you have to figure out how to fit them in around Cousins. And then you reevaluate Cousins. If he leads you to great heights, then obviously you find a way to keep him and you pay him what he needs. If indeed he has proven to be the type of caliber quarterback that you believed. And I think he can be. I do think he can be that type of quarterback, and here's why. I think quarterbacks look better with elite defenses. I think quarterbacks look better when they have short fields. I think quarterbacks look better when they're a part of winning organizations and they're around coaches that prepare them adequately. And I think you can check all the boxes in Minnesota and you know, think about some of the, the detriments to Cousins. Think about some of the negatives on Cousins in Washington. Fumbled a lot and pressured a, a ton because they had a very bad offensive line. I think the line in Minnesota is improving and might improve even more after free agency in the draft. Some, some boneheaded throws, maybe some risk-taking. But again, the Redskins weren't ahead in a whole lot of games. The Redskins were only about a 500 team the last three years. There were plenty of moments where Cousins probably felt the obligation to be more of a playmaker. There were games where Cousins had to win it for them because he wasn't getting help elsewhere. And that changes your mentality. The Vikings coaching staff abhors silly turnovers, and they value ball possession. They're not going to let Kirk Cousins go out of body and throw 20 picks this year. Just not going to happen. He's got wide receivers that will make him look better because of their contested catchability. He's got a running back that will make him look better because of his shiftiness in the pass game. You have to hope that Case Keenum's success is demonstrative of the type of success any quarterback can have in the right system and the right culture. And Cousins' greatest weapon will be the Vikings' defense. And I believe that will be able to empower him to realize his full potential. Money situation still a tad concerning. 
in the coming years. But just look at this year, the whole gang's together. This is certainly a window of opportunity for Minnesota. Locked on Vikings, Locked on Podcast Network. Find my workzonecoverage.com. Locked on Wolves with Colton Molesky. Locked on Twins with Brandon Warren. All part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Network.